This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, May 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California Senate rejects ag cuts for now. McConnell says next aid bill would boost ag, and co-ops look to kill tax rules. State Senate offers a counter-budget proposal. The Senate Budget Committee presented a draft plan yesterday that strayed from the Newsom administration's approach to budget tightening. Newsom's May revision proposes $15 billion in cuts to take effect on July 1 at the start of the new fiscal year. The Senate assumes a new federal relief package will be approved before then. If not, the Senate's plan would trigger cuts in October instead. This allows the Senate to reject many of the cuts proposed in the May revision. This includes more than $7 million for UC Agriculture and Natural Resources and nearly $4 million for CDFA's partnership and the California Biodiversity Initiative. The Senate is also urging the Air Resources Board to consider improvements to the cap-and-trade program. Revenues from the program are in decline this year, leaving little funding for incentives grants from emission reduction programs. The Senate asserted its plan makes use of the historic reserves rather than draconian cuts in the event federal funds do not materialize. This would mean digging further into the state's rainy day fund this year. Newsom's plan would stretch that money across multiple years. Keep in mind, the legislature is less than two weeks away from a constitutional deadline to finalize a budget that both houses and the governor agree on. That according to Budget Chair Holly Mitchell of Los Angeles. Homeless impede the ability of fares to make money. During the budget committee hearing yesterday, Republican Senator Jim Nielsen, who represents the Sacramento Valley, raised a couple of issues concerning state fares. One was a trailer bill providing $40 million for CDFA to cover its liabilities for layoffs at state fares. This would not extend to county fares. You can read our full report on this issue at agripulse.com. Nielsen also brought up a January executive order by Newsom to make fares and other state facilities available for housing the homeless. Nielsen argued this would, quote, impede their ability to make money since fares must generate their own income. The Department of Finance was unable to immediately provide any details on whether the administration had actually mobilized any fares for this. McConnell on stimulus. More CCC in, broadband likely out. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the next big coronavirus relief bill, assuming there is one, would likely provide more funding for payments to farmers. But McConnell is clearly reluctant to include new spending for rural broadband or other infrastructure. In an interview with AgriPulse, McConnell reiterated that the Senate won't consider anything close to the size of the $3 trillion HEROES Act that the Democratic-controlled House passed last month. And he said a new relief bill must include liability protection for businesses to shield them from coronavirus-related lawsuits. Liability protection is, quote, absolutely essential to any effort to get back to normal, he said. 
The House bill also contained a number of provisions for farmers, including $16.5 billion in direct payments plus additional aid to pork producers for euthanizing animals, as well as funding for ethanol plants. The House bill, however, would not raise USDA spending authority under the Commodity Credit Corporation, an issue that McConnell said a Senate aid package would include. We'll address that issue and add more money than we were able to get in the CARES Act, McConnell said. The CARES Act provided $9.5 billion for direct farm payments plus $14 billion in CCC spending that becomes available July 1. Now take note, McConnell is clearly reluctant to use the bill to fund rural broadband expansion and other infrastructure needs. He said, my view is, if there's another bill, it needs to be narrowly crafted to deal with the crisis, he said. Senate next up for PPP fix. A bill to give businesses more flexibility on how and when they spend their forgivable paycheck protection program loans is on its way to the Senate. McConnell was non-committal on how quickly the Senate would address the issue, but he agreed that some fixes to PPP are needed. The House bill, which passed 417 to 1 yesterday, would increase from 8 weeks to 24 weeks the time that businesses have to spend the proceeds of the PPP loan on payroll and other qualified expenses. The bill also would lower to 60% the amount of the loan that must be spent on payroll expenses in order for the loan to be forgiven. The minimum is now 75%. Keep in mind, a rival Senate bill would extend the covered period to 16 weeks, not 24, and doesn't address the 75% payroll minimum. Co-ops seek withdrawal of tax rule. The National Council of Farmer Cooperatives is calling on the Trump administration to kill proposed tax rules that the group says would effectively raise taxes on co-op members. The issue stems from Congress' fix of the so-called grain glitch in the 2017 tax law. The proposed rules implement the Section 199A deduction and would limit it to patronage income, the business that co-ops do with their own members. Under the old law, co-ops claimed a deduction for both patronage and non-patronage business, which is done with non-members. In a letter to the Treasury Department and Office of Management and Budget, NCFC's executive council says the rule should be, quote, rewritten in accordance with congressional intent to ensure that the tax burden on America's hardworking farmers and ranchers and their rural communities will not increase. Outbreaks undercounted, lawmakers told. The number of outbreak reports at food facilities likely underestimates the number of food system workers affected by COVID-19, that the head of the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health told lawmakers yesterday. John Howard also noted that there is no formal reporting or surveillance system indicating to health authorities when COVID-19 affects food facility operations. He and Lauren Sweat, Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary at the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, were testifying before a House subcommittee. Losing food box bidders promised another shot. Companies that didn't receive contracts for the first round of the Farmers to Families Food Box program are being assured they'll get to try again. 
Agricultural Marketing Service Administrator Bruce Summer said on a Produce Marketing Association webinar that barring a swift economic recovery, you can almost guarantee that there will be a second round. AMS awarded $1.2 billion of the program's $3 billion in the first round to about 200 companies. The next round, quote, will be a combination of companies with current contracts and ones who didn't get them, he said. AMS has terminated one $40 million contract to a California avocado seller, but that's the only contract canceled so far, according to Summers. Here's today's They Said It. The answer lies in getting back to the table and negotiating a comprehensive agreement with more on the table than just outflow that most parties can live with, even if they don't like everything about it. That Jeffrey Mount and Greg Gartell in an op-ed for Cal Matters on the escalating battle over Delta water flows. Mount and Gartell are research fellows at the Public Policy Institute of California. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, May 29th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.